Hi, and thanks for checking out another episode of the Got to Listen podcast. I'm Mr. Gotts. I really hope that you enjoyed today's conversation with Christian as much as I did. His story was very fascinating to me. Understanding what makes the student who he is outside of the classroom had a very profound impact on me. And hopefully you take something away from this conversation as well. Thanks for checking it out. Hi, Christian. What's up, Mr. Gatz? Thanks for joining. Tell me a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I play two sports, mainly football. I juggle that between that and school. Uh, I try to keep my straight A's when I go to hopefully U of M when I'm older. Uh, I have a tough life at home, I guess. Not really like between family or anything. It's more like chores, homework, sports, and then I got a new dog. So I know about your dog. Yeah. That was very fun when we were online. <laughs> yeah, he was a handful. And then he's not really social either. So if I have anybody over, he likes to bark at people and like try to go at them. How old is the dog now? Nine months. How long did it take for the dog to settle down? Probably three months, three or four. Yeah, he uh, he's pretty aggressive and protective. So, what kind of dog is it? Belgian Malinois. They're supposed to be smaller than German Shepherds, but more aggressive. They his well, my dog. His parents are both in like the police force. His dad used to like sniff out bombs, and uh, his mom I think was somewhere like somewhere in the police dog i forgot what she did but probably sniff bombs too how did you get this dog well my parents were well okay it's a crazy story we watched this one show it was um person of interest we saw this dog and we were like oh that's a pretty cool dog and then my parents over quarantine were like we should get the kids a dog so they started looking online and they were like oh let's search that dog up that was on that show and they found like a place uh, like two hours away from here uh, where they breed Belgian Malinois. So they decided to go get uh, one. But then when they went to go get the dog, they realized that they had to do some work to uh, spend like half the money because the uh, breeder was like, okay, if you can do this for me, we'll cut your, uh, the dog, uh, I can't word it, but um, the dog would be like less money. They'd have, it'd be like 50% off on the dog. Because they ended up finding, they had 10 dogs, this litter, because two dogs ended up getting pregnant. It was supposed to be just one. They were like, okay, we need to get these dogs at home by Christmas. So my parents were like, okay, we could do this, and then grab the dog and go. And that'd be like a good uh, early Christmas present. So they ended up doing that. It took about four hours there and back and that's without counting all the work and trouble they did to put in the work so by the time they put in all that work it was like nine at night and they left around 10 or 11 in the morning oh my god my wife wants a dog well she keeps looking into dogs so should my wife get a dog or not get a dog well it depends what breed belgium Malinois definitely not (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kidding like they're a handful 
they're working dogs. So if you have a lot of land, then maybe get one. But if you don't, they like to dig. So my backyard's kind of messed up. We got to fix all that. Yeah. Well, that's pretty funny. That's your only pet? <laughs> yeah. We had one when I was, well, my parents got one when uh, they were younger and like just married. A dog? Yeah. And it was a husky mixed timber wolf. Oh, pretty dog. Yeah, it was pretty big, too. I think my dad said when he was uh, sitting, my dog was taller than him standing. Um, or sitting down. When they were both sitting, my dog was taller. What is it about big dogs that your family likes? Well, it's not really big dogs. The story about um, the first dog that they got, Mulder, was that they wanted a dog. And then when they went to go get the dog, they saw like all these different huskies and puppies. And this specific dog, Mulder, kept walking to them. So it was like the Mulder picked them instead of them picking Mulder. So because he was like so good around them, they were like, oh, we want to take this one. They picked up Mulder, and that was like their first kid. So it's not really more like we want big dogs. It's just, I guess, happened. Yeah, we like funny. We like dogs that are like more on the athletic side because my brother plays football. I play football. My sister likes to play uh, basketball, she dances. So we're more like an athletic family. So we want a dog with the same personality. So you have a brother and a sister? Yep. Brother's older, right? Yeah, he's a junior. My sister's in fourth grade right now. Okay. You said your brother's a senior? Uh, No, he's a junior. Next year he'll be a senior. Okay. I never had your brother. Nope. Football? Yep. How did you get into football? How long have you been playing football? Well, What's your position? In second grade, my friends, I used, to be, I used to just love soccer. That was like my main sport, soccer, and then basketball. I always loved basketball. But soccer started getting a little boring. And I don't know if you know who Hunter Schnell is, but he ended up, him and a couple friends, Cameron Scott, they both showed me football. So ever since second grade, I was into football. Tried making the Woodhaven City team. They kept putting me and my brother on the waiting list every year. So I don't know what was up with that. So then by sixth grade, uh, we ended up playing, well, I ended up playing Southgate Football City. Uh, I played fullback, and I played linebacker. So that all led up to right now, and my favorite position is linebacker. There's just something about being able to read and react to the plays that I like the most. So I am football illiterate. Linebacker is defense? Yes. And where on the field are you for defense as a linebacker? Well, I'm more, I'm mainly on the edge. So you have the linemen, and behind the linemen are the linebackers. Okay. And then on the ends, cornerbacks. And then at the very top, you have the safeties. A new safety. I played flag football, and I was a safety in flag football. Yeah. Now, you said that as you got older, you fell out of love with soccer. Yeah. So my question about that is when I was growing up, I played soccer a little bit, and I was bad. But I feel like the older you get, the better it would be because you have people that are more athletic. They're actually moving the ball down the field. How did you lose interest as you got older? Well, it just wasn't the sport for me because – I'm more of like the, I I like to be more aggressive, and soccer just wasn't as aggressive as I liked it to be, so I changed up to football, 
and the tackling part of it, I guess it was like a way for me. Like if I get mad at anything, I just dish it out. Yeah. And that's the best thing that I liked the most. What's the most tackles you've ever gotten in a season? Well, I don't really keep track, but I know in a game, I've at least gotten two or three tackles at the very least. That's cool. Who's your favorite? Well, first off, do you watch college football or pro football? I watch both, but my favorite uh, is probably watching the Lions. The Lions? Okay, yeah. They might have a bad record, but, you know, one day, one day they're going (laughs) to get there. I think that that's what my grandparents said and their parents said, and it still hasn't happened, but, you know. Ford Field's cool. We're getting there. We got really good picks this year. We lost our quarterback. Okay, yeah, but Stafford's also done enough for the Lions, and I guess he deserves better. And this will be like his third or fourth time in a rebuild that hasn't worked. So this will probably give – I think the Lions probably traded him to give him like a better chance at like a Super Bowl because they know they can't give that to him anytime soon. Well, you said earlier that you're uh, hoping to get into U of M. Yep. Do you watch U of M football? Yeah. Now, what is it that you like more about pro football over college football? Well, pro football, I've always had, like, it's more of, like, the family and us just joining in to watch it. Like, Super Bowl, for example, because I have, like, a humongous family, and we all love football. And so at my grandmother's house, we all go over there, and we would just watch football. So I guess like it brought the family closer. Mm-hmm. So that's where my experience with watching football came in. That's pretty cool. You guys do a lot of parties and stuff where you have like football viewing parties? Not really. It's mainly just like the big games that we watch football, like Thanksgiving, Super Bowl, playoffs, stuff like that. I like it. How old's your grandma? Seventy... One somewhere in the seventies, I kind of forgot. I don't. <laughs> I had too many people in my family to remember all that. My uh, my dad is seventy three, so it sounds like my dad is about the age of your grandma. It's wild, 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 wild. So U of M. What is it about U of M that you're drawn to, and what is a career profession that you would like to pursue if you're able to go there? All right. Well, I love. I like, I like Jim Harbaugh as a coach. And most people don't, but I just like the, his technique. And then I started watching clips and highlights of Jabril Peppers, who used to be the safety there. And I like the teams in Michigan, even though they might suck. I'm just, you know, that's where I'm from, so I'm a root for the team that's in my state. So between Michigan State and Michigan, I kind of like Michigan more. And I actually like the colors more, too. So well, that helps. Yeah, that helps. So I ended up watching Jabril Preppers, and he kind of like inspired me to make the U of M. I'm like, okay, he's cool. Seems like he, the coaching over there is really good. Michigan seems like the type of place I would like to go to. And then my parents, I guess, say I like to argue, prove my point. So they're like, you know what, lawyer would be good for you. I was like, you know what, that seems pretty cool. And then we watched um, To Kill a Mockingbird. We read the book, so I was like, you know what, Atticus, that kind of seems like a cool job. So maybe somewhere in, like, the law, like attorney, something like that. I'm not too sure. Well, that would be cool. Yep. You really enjoyed To Kill a Mockingbird? <laughs> Actually, yeah. 
Well, that's good. At first, I was like, this book's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> but but oh. then we ended up reading it. I was like, the way Atticus proves points, because the court was my favorite yeah. part of the book. The way he could turn it around to make it seem like Bob Ewell did all of it. Yeah. I actually liked that. Yeah. Well, that book was based on Harper Lee's, an event that actually took place, and Harper Lee's dad really did do uh, lawyer lawyer work. Pretty cool. I like that part. You want to be a lawyer. What are your favorite current subjects in school right now? Well, uh, math is my favorite subject because I've always been good at it. And since third grade, we started learning multiplication, and I was already excelling at that. So I kind of, from there, thought math is probably going to be my best subject, and I kind of liked it up until trig (laughs) this year. It's a bit much, and it's crazy because after the pandemic, we were kind of behind, and now we're all, like, moving fast and quick, and it's just crazy. Making up for lost time? Yeah. When you were online last year, did you keep up with the work, or did you not log in? Well, I would try to make a plan where I would, 8 o'clock, I would wake up, do some homework with some friends. After we finished our homework, which was about two or three hours, because we tried zipping through and we'd help each other out, um, I would go work out. After I worked out, uh, spend a little bit of time with my family, eat, and then have the rest of my day to myself. How often were you working out? Uh, five days a week. In for two hours. In quarantine? Yeah. Where? In my basement. Home gyms rock, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I wish I would have built my home gym sooner. Yeah, well, my dad, when he was younger, used to like working out, and he was into like karate and all that, so he wanted to be in shape. Mm-hmm. So he has like a bench that I could turn into a squat, uh, like, I uh, can't think of it, but like a Rack. squat, right? Yeah. Uh, and then um, it turns into leg extensions. Yep. And then he could, uh, and then you have the barbell, obviously, you could do bench presses. Yeah. So we have like all that incorporated into one thing, and then we have. Um, the treadmill there too. We have dumbbells. So we just have a bunch of stuff that was there already for my parents. Do you still work out a lot? Yeah, I try to. Is it hard for you to stay motivated or is it easy? Well, it's easy for me because I normally get my schoolwork done and throughout the day I'm bored and I'm like, you know what, working out, it's going to help pass time and I kind of like it. It's going to help me keep uh, in shape for football. It's going to help with basketball. So with all that, I keep on trying to work out and do my best with it. What is your favorite lift? Probably deadlifts. What? <laughs> your favorite is deadlifts? Yeah, because I have a lot of power uh, for my legs and all that. So my, I've never really tried my complete max, but I know I went over my one of my friend's house. And he let me try deadlifting. So it was somewhere like a 220-pound area. And that was before I actually started lifting weights that much. Because over quarantine, I was, like, just starting to lift weights. Yeah. So then I went over to my friend's house. And I only have, like, a probably a combination of, like, a 130 pounds at my house. So I've never really been able, been able to try out my max in anything. So it was kind of... Deadlifts, I found where, like, my max was so far. So that's why I kind of like it more. I know where my max is. Deadlifts. And that's just for legs and stuff. But for arms, it's probably the incline press. 
Okay. Dumbbell or barbell? Probably barbell. Yeah. I think incline press with the dumbbell is a little bit easier. But I feel like the uh, barbell is more rewarding. Yeah. yeah. We were just interrupted by the janitor cleaning my room. We were talking about working out, right? Yep. Okay. Um, so with working out, do you work out with just your friends or by yourself or with your dad? What's that like? It's kind of mixed. During quarantine, well, all of quarantine, I would FaceTime one of my friends, Francisco, and I would FaceTime Darius. All three of us would try working out and try helping each other get stronger. Uh, and then I started working out with my dad a little when school started because he wanted to get a lot more fit. So I was like, okay, I can help him out here. And then now, uh, I, I was supposed to do track, and then my parents didn't want me to do due to COVID. So I was like, I'll just take this time to f- train for football with my brother. So now I'm working out by myself, but my brother and I do drills with each other. We do um, acceleration drills and all that. We throw the ball around, try and help each other out for like the positions that we want. Because next year he's a senior, so it's going to be like the biggest year for him when it comes to football. We both want to help each other out. Does you and your brother having football in common make you two a little bit stronger, like a bond? Yeah, we were already really close when we were, when we were younger. And football and well, basketball mainly it was the thing that brought us to uh, more close because that was our first uh, sport that we both liked. He started playing in, fifth, uh, in first grade. I started playing in first grade, but there's a two-year difference between both of us. So when he was like, before uh, I was in first grade, we I don't know how close we really were at the time, but by third grade, we would talk a lot more about basketball. We started watching basketball. And then by fifth grade, we got closer in football and I feel like that I actually brought our relationship closer together with football. So with him being a senior next year and you being a 10th grader, is there any chance that they would let you play on varsity and the two of you could be on the same team? That'll be tough because there's still a lot of good juniors. There's a lot of good seniors still. And then I already know we there's like Gary and Pee Wee who are already excelling at football. They've been playing since they were really young. Yeah. And I'd have to probably work twice as hard as all of them if I want to try making it up to varsity. But right now, I feel like I want to take it a little one step at a time because I would love to play with him. But at the same time, I want to do what I think would be better for me too at the sport. Which is develop and go through the process. Yeah. Is college football something you'd want to do? Yeah, I'm hoping that by my senior year, I hopefully get a scholarship somewhere, whether it's D1 or anywhere like that, because it's not, most people don't have enough money to, um, like from their parents and all that, to help pay for a car, help go to college. So if I get a scholarship through a sport that I play, I feel like that would also help. And then hopefully, you know, being a lawyer is not my first career I want to be in. It's a professional athlete. Yeah. Now, I think I know the answer to this, but if you could excel in one over the other would you rather be a pro basketball player or a pro football player definitely be in the nfl yeah i thought so i kind of guessed <laughs> yeah. basketball is more of a sport i'd play uh just 
for fun, but yeah. football is like one that I'm passionate about. So with you, this is interesting. You work out and you play football, yeah. and then you also play basketball, and there's a lot of running and sprinting and cardio. Yeah. Do you like lifting better than running? Definitely, because running, I have I have asthma, so that uh-huh. interferes with my running. But the only time I really like running is if I have a purpose for it, like. You know, if I'm running to tackle somebody, that's when I would, like, enjoy running. But working out, I feel like I just like it more. It's just, it's fun. I don't know. Well, and I tell people all the time, too, when it comes to lifting weights, there's so many mental benefits that come along with it, too, stress relief. And I get a lot of serotonin from it. It makes me feel really good when I'm done. Like, my mood is always elevated after I'm done with the workout. So I really, really enjoy more than just, you know, getting stronger and whatnot. I just, there's a lot of it that works out for me. Yeah, you feel good after you work. You do, you do. And some days, you know, with coaching baseball, I have not worked out as much because my time is, you know, all over the place, which is an excuse. It's an excuse. But those times that I do work out, I feel really, really good after. And I'm kind of looking forward to getting back at it this summer. So straight A's. Pretty amazing. I'm guessing you take a lot of pride in your education. Yeah. Where does that come from? Is that something that you have developed on your own, or is it something that your parents instilled in you, or where does that come from? Well, my grandma used to be a a teacher. Where at? Um, I think in Detroit. She was in, it was Southwestern, I believe. Southwest Detroit? Yep. That's where my dad went to, and my mom, I'm pretty sure, was a teacher, or my grandma was a teacher over there. Um, so her being a teacher, I guess, has like, she wants the best for me when it comes to education. So with that, and then I have my parents that are saying before any sports, education comes first. If you want to go to college, try making it more about education than it is about sports. So I've been, it's more for me, like what my parents say, education over sports. Mm Mm-hmm. So if they if I keep straight A's, my parents say C's are not accepted in my house. So if I keep getting C's, I won't be able to play sports. So I try my best to keep straight A's. I feel proud about it too, obviously. Yeah, you should. Do you think it's hard work getting all A's? Well, it depends. It depends what class and what teacher you have. Because if you have a good teacher who teaches the concept pretty good, and then you understand it well. And then it also depends on like the relationship you have with the teacher. If it's a teacher that you can really go to and talk to, um, especially if you're confused uh, on like the work and like they're open about it. But if you go to a teacher and they're not really good at teaching, and then you can't really go to them to ask questions, then that's where there's a problem. Right. Do you feel like you've been lucky enough that you've had a lot of good teachers to help you along the way? Yeah, I've. I can't remember one time I've had a bad teacher. And I feel like the, all of the teachers I've had have helped me keep my straight A's and my goal to it. So. And have you been in Woodhaven your whole academic career? Yes. That's good. I've stayed in Woodhaven. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, my brother was in Woodhaven too. Well, so. okay. oh, good. I like it. Because my parents used to live in Detroit, actually. Southwest Detroit? Or just Detroit? Delray, I think. It's a funny story. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. I don't hear Del Rey often. Apparently, oh, okay. when I was growing up, my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side lived in Allen Park. 
that's the house that my dad grew up in. But when he was a baby, my grandma and grandpa lived in Delray, then moved to Allen Park. And so my dad was raised in Allen Park and graduated from Cabrini Catholic School. My dad says, like, Delray is nothing now what it was then. Like, it's practically wiped out. Oh, yeah. I, because sometimes my parents, uh, if we're in Detroit, uh, uh, someplace, um, like, for haircuts. We used to go to haircut uh, salons over there, barber shops, all that. So we used to go there a lot for that. And they'd go through uh, Memory Lane, go through Delray, see, and they'd show us. Look, that's where we used to live, and I'm like, okay, that, that looks sweet. And I like, I'd give like that fake smile because it didn't look that good. <laughs> yeah, like long grass it looks like that whole street is just like abandoned. Almost. Yeah. And then there's like this house there that ended up getting burned down, so we had like the scorch marks all over the place over there too. Uh. So it doesn't look that good, but they promised that it looked really good when they grew there. Yeah, grew I mean, there. I'm sure it did. You look at, like, what Detroit used to look like way back in the day, and it looks like it was this vibrant, awesome entertainment city, and it's just sad that, you know, parts of it are coming back, yeah. but there are some areas of Detroit that are not as well maintained. That's sad. That sucks. I'm kind of glad that my dad, though, uh, and my parents both grow uh, grew up in Detroit because my mom she had a, a hard time when she was younger because her her parents didn't have much money my grandparents didn't have much money so they went through that and then um, my dad his well my grandparents weren't really around for him because they thought it was more about money than it was about the relationship with their kids so my dad when it came to sports it was more he had to walk back and forth. And every time he walked, he could meet up with some people who would try beating him up. So he struggled with that, but then it also changed him because he didn't want um, my brother, my sister, and me to go through that. So it brought, I'm pretty sure it brought my mom and my dad closer together with that because he wants the best for all of us. And he has like a strong relationship with me, my uh, brother and sister. So, and then he works a lot. Like, he comes home and still work. What does he do for a living? Um, he works at Chrysler, but right now he, like, inspects Sancreon, which is a company through Chrysler. So my dad pretty much just goes there to make sure that everything is run smoothly. And, but he's been, there's some people over there that give him a lot of attitude. So, he, but at home with, like, work and all that, um, we recently built our own fence, actually. We uh, got the panels, and we built it over quarantine. So we've been pretty busy at home trying to redecorate everything because, you know, we're trying to find a new place to live. But at first, we had to fix up the house. And if we can't find anywhere to go, we had the house fixed up. One of the things I notice about what you're talking about with your family and your parents and just your history and your background is I'm getting the sense that your dad is a large influence in your life. Yeah. And I'm guessing that you having good grades and putting in the time to get better at football, basketball, and lift weights, a lot of your work ethic seems to come from what you've learned from your dad. Is that accurate? Yeah. And it's both my parents because they've all thrived to uh, be their be the best that they can. And that's what I love about them. And I hope that I can be like that when I'm older. 
I want the best for anybody that's in my life. I want the best for. And I'm going to try my best to um, make sure that they're good and okay and that they know that I'll be there. That's a very good trait to have. That's very admirable. That's very cool that you've had such a, a close-knit relationship with your family. Yeah. All right, now, at the beginning of this, when I asked you to introduce yourself, you said that you had a tough life because of chores and whatnot. So please, after talking about how you know you have this really great relationship and a good work ethic and whatnot, let's hear a little bit about these chores and this tough life. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's it's real tough <laughs> having to um, worry about because my sister, if my parents aren't there, I try to help her with homework. What grade? Uh, she's in fourth. Yep. It, oh my gosh, sometimes it's real frustrating because I try to explain the best I can, and I'm like, please get this, <laughs> please, I'm tired, and it's like right after um, school. I come home and then I have my dog. Yeah. And he, oh my gosh, he gets so excited when you're home, but he doesn't leave you be. He's around you, he jumps on you, all of that. And then he barks real loud too. The barking part is the worst of it because it like hurts your ears after a little while. Yeah. So, and then it's crazy because right as soon as I walk in, then my brother gets home from school. And then my, uh, and then 30 minutes after, my dad and sister are home from school. So I have to deal with the dog. And then if my parents are around, I have to deal with my sister. And then I already have chores of like cleaning, obviously cleaning the house, my room. And then sometimes cut the grass, which is like once a week. That's not bad. So what I'm hearing from all this is that you don't get a lot of time to yourself. Uh, yeah, I try. Well, yeah, I actually don't. But <laughs> I try to... Uh, get as quick well quickly all my chores done so then I do have time at the end so I probably finish around like 8 or like 9 mainly 8 o'clock but then I just spend that time with my family we watch like a movie or something like that so this time leading up to 8 o'clock when you're getting your stuff done does that include homework or are you pretty good about not having homework I actually finish my homework all in class if I get any homework then throughout passing time, like if I get to class early, I open my Chromebook and I do all my homework. Or let's say we have a test in the class, and once I finish that, I'm on my homework. So then by the time I get home, I don't have any. So you definitely value your free time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'm done with school for the day, I'm done with school. I don't wanna, I don't wanna worry about it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Do you feel like your teachers have given less homework over the years? Uh, yes. Yeah. I used to come home with like packets in elementary school. Yeah. And but you know, I kinda wish I was back in that time because elementary school that work is so easy. <laughs> well yeah. It didn't feel as easy when you were in it though. Yeah. You have this goal of being a good football player and going to U of M and maybe being a lawyer. Do you set a lot of goals for yourself? Are you a goal oriented person? Yeah, I always try to work for my goals because I don't want to be the person that's like too lazy to do what what's good for them because I already have family like my I have cousins they're still living like they're like past 18 they're still living with their parents my uncles and aunts and I'm I don't want to be like that I want a healthy life where I'm living with 
Yeah, with my family, but like that went, that's like with my wife and kids. And maybe when I'm older, I'll have my parents move in when they're old. But before that, I want like a good life, a healthy life, not one where I'm at home being lazy and not working. Cause uh, I, one of my uncles, they have seven, eight kids, something around there. And they're pretty much all living in the same house. And pretty much none of them work. So they don't have much money over there. And I don't want to be like that. And hopefully my kids aren't like that when I'm older. So I don't want anybody to just be, that's in my life, to be like that. Because I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. That's a lot of people living in one household. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I went there too, and it's not a big house. Yeah. Like they have, you know how in movies and stuff you have like rooms in like the attic? Yeah. They actually have to do that. Okay. Well, what are some other things that you want us to know about you? Well, when I was actually hoping you asked that because. <laughs> you were hoping I would? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you weren't going to bring it up, I was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, when I was younger, uh, my parents told me this one story that they weren't actually able to have kids. Oh. Yep, there's something wrong with my mom inside her. Nobody could figure it out. But they weren't able to have kids. So I guess, like, my mom turned her back on, like, everything. She went through, like, a dark point. And this was, like, a time when uh, my parents weren't, like, Christians at the time either. So they were just, like, they were just rough and all that. And then my dad, his one of his friends, introduced them. They were like, hey, come down to my church. So... They ended up going down to the, well, my dad went down to the church, and then he got saved. He became a Christian. And uh, then my mom, she was, like, she was feisty towards him. She was like, hey, I'm not married. I'm not going to stay married to a pastor. She said that flat out to my dad. And my, my dad, like, heard a voice, like, a feeling, like God telling him, leave your CDs and your Bible on this table every day. And one day, my dad came home early from work because he finished everything up early. And he saw my mom reading the Bible with the CD on. And then my dad realized that he, that, that was God and that what he heard was truth. So my dad tried inviting my mom out to Bible study on Sunday and my mom was doing everything she can to get out of it she was like oh but I she was first of all she was getting dressed slowly and then my dad was like okay come on let's go I'll pick you up something to eat we can head over there she was like well no I don't want them to see me eating so they waited in the parking lot and ate and they were like an hour late to this thing and then they said all right sorry for the hour um we had technical difficulties we're ready to start as soon as they got there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh and then my parents by the end, uh, well the story for the bible uh, for bible study was about this woman who was uh ill and she believed that if she touched uh jesus's cloak she'd be healed and she ended up getting healed so that touched my mom at that very moment because of everything that she was going through. Mm-hmm. So my dad uh, talked to the pastor and introduced my mom to the pastor. They prayed over my mom, and she said that she felt like this thing inside her twist and turn. And 
after that, she had my brother Joshua. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so, wild. Yeah. So that was like the major part of like our history, I guess, if you yeah. want to say. And your dad was introduced to that through a friend. Is that what you said? Yep. And I think, I don't know if it was like the friend or the pastor. He used to actually live over here in Woodhaven. Okay. Yeah, that's where we actually got the house. Because when my mom was pregnant with Joshua, she said she didn't want him growing up in Detroit. Because oh. it was bad. They said that like every night they heard like shootings and yeah. all that. So they tried moving out. And you know, the worst part about it was they moved out during winter. Mm. So there was like a bunch, a bunch of snow all over the place and it was like it was like a snow blizzard my dad said when they were moving out over here yeah it was crazy how long have they lived in woodhaven well i'm not too sure but it's probably gonna be around 17 like or over 17 years because my brother's 17 now so okay it's i just listen to the things that you say about your family and i just see so many so many reasons that you have been the kind of person you are, you know, I mean, as somebody that, I mean, we're halfway through May, so you've been in my class for almost the full school year, and I've just always enjoyed having you. I've always thought you were a good kid. I know about your dog because when we were online, you would always tell me that your dog was peeing on the floor <laughs> and you had to go leave and clean up dog pee, you know? Yeah, that was, that was bad. I just like the way that you telling these stories about your family helps paint this complete picture of who you are and who makes you who you are. And it's just, it's, I love it. I'm really happy that, you know, you have a strong support system at home. I obviously see in you that as you graduate from Woodhaven and move forward in life, that you're going to be a really successful person, whether you choose to stay with being a lawyer or choose a different profession. I just feel like you're always going to have support. And I just, I'm very happy that you have something like that because you've come across to me as somebody who works really hard for everything that they have and that you really deserve these opportunities that'll come your way. So it's, I'm glad that I've heard this story from you. I like it a lot. Did you have anything else that you want to leave us with? Well, that was pretty much it. So actually, I'm not going to let you off the hook yet. (laughs) (laughs) I always love to ask the people that come on this podcast to give listeners one piece of advice and it could be about anything you want. So if you had to give listeners, which will mostly be your peers, maybe a couple high schoolers, if you had to give somebody one piece of advice about anything, what, what advice would you give somebody be about anything? Well, uh, I'd say trust in the process and everything that you have because there's a plan out there for you that God has and just trust in it because he'll lead you in the right direction. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. I am so glad that you joined me. Is there anything else you wanted to leave us with? Well, I guess study, uh, (laughs) be good in school, because that's where the success is going to come from. Yeah. With your peers, like your friends, do you find that you are friends with a lot of people that are like-minded in terms of the work ethic and goal-oriented type of thing, or do you have a lot of friends that think differently from you? Well, I have friends of like different, I guess, if you want to say like there's popular people, there's like just medium people, I guess, I don't know. But I'm more in like in between. I'll be friends with like, if you want to be my friend, I'll be your friend, no matter what, as long as you're a good person. And I feel like we could both have like a mutual respect for each other, then I'll be your friend. But if you give me one reason not to trust you, then I I, I I don't know if I could be your friend at that point. 
but I do feel like most of my friends have like that where they wanna work for what they have. Like Dumas is like a good example. He uh he works hard. He ha- he has passions for a lot of things. And I don't know. There's something about him. There is something about <laughs> He's him. He's like wherever he is, it's like a glow almost. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But yep. my favorite thing about him is his laugh. I know he has the best <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yeah, he when he laughs, it makes like everybody else laugh. I know he is a great kid. I know that he was supposed to be on this podcast with you, and it, I. I've enjoyed getting to know you. Maybe we can come back when he's also on and we can do like a, a buddy podcast together. Okay. I'll be down for that. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. It's been really great talking to you. Thank you so much. All right.